Alright, welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on YouTube on the Edgework YouTube channel. You can find our Twitter at Edgework Show. And of course, you can find all the picks that are given out on this show in real time. And you can track them after the fact on the BetStamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework. Up on the season so far this year, so we'll keep that going. Uh, if you guys missed Friday, Todd hopped on there, gave out some some of his uh, toddy props and what do you know ended up being a pretty good day for the edge work shows so hopefully people followed along with that and hopefully people had a safe and happy new year uh, i don't know about you guys i've been mostly following along with the world juniors at this point watching this connor bedard kid is absolutely insane and what he did last night for team canada was was ridiculous so there's going to be some teams in the nhl at this point who are going to be gearing up to gear down for Connor Bedard and uh, see if they can do everything that they possibly can to get him at the draft this year. One of those teams at this point might be the St. Louis Blues. Uh, it was announced over the past couple of days that Ryan O'Reilly will be out four to six weeks with a broken foot. Vladimir Tarasenko out for the next, uh, I believe it was four to six as well with a hand injury. This is a team that was out of the playoff spot already and uh, was probably going to use those pieces as trade pieces at the deadline likely still can but uh they're just going to be completely removed from this lineup at this point going up against toronto tonight who's second in the atlantic 10 points back of boston which is still amazing to consider uh coming off a big 6-2 win over the colorado avalanche todd you're wearing the leafs jersey you're wearing the leafs hat today are you in full leafs fandom mode right now what's going on with that yeah, the Leafs uh, minus one and a half is one of my plays of the day. I played it at, I believe, plus 100. Um, over, they're just playing really, really good hockey right now. At 5-5 five five over the last 10 games, they're first in expected goal share and high-danger chance share. Obviously, with the talent they have, if they're outchancing their opponents on a nightly basis, they're going to win a ton of games, which is probably why they won by at least three against Tampa Bay, Dallas, and Colorado recently. Um, they're just playing fantastic. The Blues suck. Uh, they're 27th in expected goal share over the last 10. As you mentioned, O'Reilly's hurt now. Tarasenko's hurt now. Torrey Krug's hurt now. Uh, both their goaltenders are negative in terms of goals saved above expected. So I think this is just um, a game where the Leafs are going to outplay them rather considerably. And I don't think the Blues have the goaltending or now the firepower to, to make up for that. So I'm on the Leafs minus one and a half. I'm right there with Todd. Going to play it a little bit differently. I'm going in regulation for this game, minus 155. Uh, or honestly, you could do even a little bit worse and still be pretty good to go there. To me, this honestly has, from a market standpoint, has a lot more to do with the St. Louis Blues than it does the Toronto Maple Leafs. At this point, strangely enough, we kind of know what we're going to get out of the Toronto Maple Leafs. What are we going to get out of the St. Louis Blues? And the pricing for this game, you know, you mentioned the Tarasenko O'Reilly injury, obviously Krug on top of that. I honestly hasn't made enough of an adjustment for the Blues without Tarasenko and O'Reilly. I'm seeing only kind of about a 4 to 5% win expectancy adjustment for those two guys being out. Those guys have to mean more to the St. Louis Blues than that. You know, a week ago's time, we talked about this matchup, I believe, in St. Louis. The game went to overtime. Uh, Toronto ended up winning the game. 
It's obviously a different team. We talked about how maybe this was the start of something for St. Louis. This was a chance to them kind of, you know, uh, refresh a little bit and get a big win. They didn't get that win. And of course, it's all downhill, probably from here to the rest of the way uh, to the end of the season here. So this is really just about finding a way that you're comfortable with in backing Toronto. For me, that's an in-regulation bet because I'm not looking to rely on them to win uh, in overtime or a shootout because, again, I just think they're obviously that much better than the St. Louis Blues. All right, fair enough. So we can uh, track those in the BetStamp app there. You can find those, again, in real time in the Find Better section of the BetStamp app as Edgework. Uh, now, Alex, we're looking at a pretty good matchup here in the Western Conference between Calgary and Winnipeg. Right now, the lines are pretty close on this one. Calgary's around minus 125, Winnipeg plus 122. Um Calgary had recently snuck into the third place in the Pacific, kind of pushing themselves beyond that wildcard spot. Not too far ahead. They are only one point up on Edmonton and Seattle at this point, but they're finding ways to pick up some wins. Daryl Sutter was pretty happy going into the new year in a playoff spot, feeling pretty good about that one. Winnipeg right now, three points up on Minnesota in the central. They are holding on to the second spot there. Um, they're on a five game or they're on a two game win streak, but only five and five in their last ten. How are you kind of breaking down this Winnipeg Calgary game here tonight? Yeah, um, I'm on the Flames right now. Uh, I'm not sure what the best price is available at this moment. I think I played minus one twenty. Um, yeah, I mean I'd go to minus one thirty, no problem. That you know minus one twenty five looks good. But yeah, I mean, they're the, the Flames love making life difficult on themselves. Still, I mean, like the results are finally starting to go their way. It's not like always the most convincing, you know, with these one goal games, these overtime wins. But like these results have been long overdue. They've been playing good hockey, you know. Whether you look at the last few weeks or whether you look at the whole season, like their underlying metrics have always been pretty impressive. And um, I think that this has, you know, sort of been a long time coming. I think this is still a very good hockey team. I think we're gonna see these sort of results um, become more of the norm for them over the rest of the season. So I think we're still getting a little bit of a discount with them right now um, as the market sort of waits to catch up to, to them after a bit more of a slow start. Um, and, you know, the Jets, like to their credit, obviously a lot better than last year. Um, it's hard not to be when you can finally get rid yourselves of Paul Maurice. Uh, I don't think it's any coincidence that, uh, <coughs> that the Panthers are struggling with him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're playing a lot better, but, they're tailing off a little bit now we've seen you know their metrics sort of drop off a little bit more and i think this is more sort of what we can expect from winnipeg going forward so again we're sort of catching them as they're like crossing paths right now and i don't think that the market is fully caught up to that so i think we're still getting a little bit of a good price of the flames that's probably my uh my favorite side of the day i think that's a good point that you mentioned the sort of crossing idea because if you just looked at everything sort of from the past if you will like what they've accumulated so far I think I have to bet the Jets at plus, once we got to plus 120, plus 122, right? But the idea is if we're forward thinking, forward looking, and that you expect this sort of trail, if you will, to continue, then yeah, I can sort of see why Alex would like the Flames there because I would expect the Flames to get better and the and the Jets to get worse. But when I looked at this price, I sort of thought to myself, is Hellebuck not playing? Like that to me is kind of where we're at, like from a, at, a, at plus 122 for, for the home team here. So um, I'm... You know, if I'm going to bet the Jets plus 122, I'm hoping Hellbuck is playing so that he could potentially steal yet another game for the Jets. And Matt, it is Tuesday, so, you know, we're obviously looking at an LA Kings bet here tonight. <laughs> you know what time uh, it is. <laughs> 
Talk me through the rationale between this Kings-Dallas game because the Kings, they're still managing to hold on to a spot, a second spot in the Pacific right now. They are six points back of Vegas. And uh, it's one of those ones where the Vikings are continuing to be called frauds in the NFL because of their point differential and the close games that they're in. Well, the LA Kings is not necessarily that they've been in so many close games, but so far through this season, you're into the new year and you're at a minus six goal differential. Like that doesn't scream success in the long term for teams. Uh, and then they're going up against a Dallas team here tonight who has been good so far this year. They are second in the West. They're on a four game win streak. Why is that four game win streak coming to an end tonight against this LA Kings team? Well, you know, I don't know that it necessarily is. Obviously, there's no guarantees and that sort of thing. But this is a game that I have the Kings as a slight favorite in, and we're getting plus 110. So that's just kind of a play that I have to make. Now, obviously, things have gotten a little bit better as we've gone through the Rolodex of Kings goaltenders and, you know, dug dug, dug some names out of a hat, basically. Who knows what they're going to get on a, on, a week, on a weekly, on a daily basis when it comes to Kings goaltending. But Honestly, in a weird way, like as much as I can't rely on them to be bad, I can't also rely on them to be good and vice versa, right? So I kind of just have to play sort of a law of averages type thing, whether it's Jonathan Quick in net or literally anybody else. So yeah, at plus 110, I'm taking the Kings here. Uh, listen, they seem somehow always play on Tuesday. This is, you know, it's Tuesday in LA, hockey night in LA. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It seems to be every situation. They're either a short favorite, short home dog. They seem to always be playing at home. It seems to be always on Tuesdays when I'm on the show. So it seems like I'm obsessed with the LA Kings. I promise you, I'm not. They just always keep showing up here. Uh, and let's hope they show up tonight. Uh, Todd, I want to look at two teams here who are going to be uh, looking very, very closely at what's going on in the world juniors between for Connor Bedard. Uh, and it's two teams here who actually might be trying to lose this game every time that they were to play against each other to find ways to fall farther back in the standings. And that would be between the Ottawa Senators and the Columbus Blue Jackets. We're seeing a huge uh, discrepancy in the, in the odds here tonight for this game. You're looking at plus 205 for uh, for Columbus, minus 208 for the Sens right now. Um, the Columbus is just being a bad team all year. You're talking about goal differential. You're looking at this Columbus team minus 44 on the season so far. I mean, it just hasn't been good for them uh, that have dealt with some injuries, have dealt with some new players coming in, but all in all, it just hasn't been a good season for Columbus so far. And they're very, very strong in that race for Bedard to get to the bottom right now. Um, this Ottawa team is a pesky team. They find ways to win games and pick up some points. They just haven't been able to do it to a success rate to get themselves into playoff contention. What What are you looking at here in this Sens Columbus game tonight? Uh, I played the Senators in regulation at minus 130. Um, they're playing really well right now, quietly. Uh, over the last 11 games, they have a 55% high danger chance share at 5 is 5. Uh, they're 7-3-1 in that time. Uh, on the power play, only the Edmonton Oilers have scored more goals, uh, especially with Tim Stutzel healthy again. Uh, their top six is lethal right now. And obviously, as I mentioned, the power play is really dangerous as well. Uh, Columbus is just a bad team to begin with, and they're missing like half the roster. Even with Line A and Sillinger coming back uh, recently, they're still missing uh, two or three top six forwards, half their defense core. And obviously, like I said, they weren't that good of a team to begin with. Um, and what I also like here is Anton Forsberg is supposed to start again for Ottawa and on the year among goaltenders with at least 15 games played, he's sixth in goals saved above expected per start out of 37. 
So he's quietly been playing really well. And I think the Senators have a big time edge at five or five in this game. Uh, so I like the Senators in regulation. All right. And uh, last game we'll look at here before we get into some of our props for tonight. Um, I don't even want to talk about this team, but uh, Moretta, what's going on with the Habs here tonight? Plus 205 against the Nashville Predators. The Predators are in one of those weird spots You talk you, when you think about no man's land of, hey, this team could make the playoffs. They might not make the playoffs. They could sniff around as the Preds right now are six points out, which with a lot of season left to play, they it could be done uh they're not really in a position to want to just tank everything away they kind of made some moves that would indicate that maybe they were trying to actually get into the playoffs and have some success this year they do have a guy in Ned and Saros who is a very good goaltender and you know on the backs of that you could find yourself in a spot and then maybe make some waves in the playoffs if you get there and just play hard hockey but uh right now not looking the greatest for them uh and Montreal has been somewhat of a fun team to watch so far this season as much as i'd hate to say it um but we're looking at this one here tonight they are big dogs against uh, the predators what's going on in that game yeah um so like from a house perspective there's obviously going to be growing pains with such a young roster right uh they're going through a lot of injuries right now um monahan someone who you would not expect to be a big loss before the year is actually proving to be a pretty big loss considering what he's done for this team but more importantly is on the back end where you're talking about their probably three most important defensemen this year maybe like three of the top four at least depending on how you think of savard uh and you know matheson being out now uh ghoulie's been out and now savard is also out he might return tonight but nonetheless you take away like three of a team's top four defensemen and when you already have a pretty young blue line you know like Harris has, you know, Harris has flashed some signs of his potential this year. But again, young guy, there's going to be growing pain. Same thing. Now you're calling up Baron. Um, you got, you know, Arbor Jack guy, uh, Kovacevic. It's just they're piecing things together right now. They're just hoping for the best. Obviously, it's been pretty ugly the last two games. They've allowed seven and nine goals. Um, I don't think that the Predators are a team that are going to be able to take advantage of that, though, to the extent of being able to, you know, ship in seven or, or nine goals, um, you know, losing Savard, the power has hurt the penalty kill for the Habs significantly. That's the one area where, where he's really missed. Uh, and, you know, in transition with Matheson and, um, and Gooley, like you've seen the offensive numbers for Montreal drop off. They're just struggling to get out of their own end and, you know, kickstart their attacks. So uh, that's, that's kind of where you're missing Matheson and Gooley quite a bit. So I think that, uh, realistically here the best way to attack this game is an under i think that um you know the predators aren't gonna overwhelm you with seven to nine goals in a game like the Habs have been allowing in the last couple and i don't think the montreal is going to be able to really do too much against uh nashville's you know strong defense and sorrows like we talked about so i think you know if you can get an under six there at, at plus money um that's that's a really good look for me and that's kind of the way i want to attack this game all right, so there's our. Uh, are there any other sides and totals that anybody likes for tonight's game before we get into our player props? Uh, I got a couple. Um, I like the Islanders in Vancouver tonight, right? The Islanders are the team that probably won't blow a three-goal lead to the Canucks, and I don't think they're a team that are going to give up a two- to three-goal lead against the Canucks. 
Uh, so our guy has so many sports won't be able to deploy his uh, bet whoever's trailing down to nothing <laughs> strategy. Uh, that it seems to work honestly more times than it should when the Canucks are involved. Uh, minus 106 there is about a 2% edge for the Islanders uh, from a betting standpoint. So give me the Islanders there. And uh, kind of on Leon Dreisaitl watch tonight, see if he yeah. plays for Edmonton. If anybody has any news, feel free to pipe up. Right now, this looks like a number that's priced like Dreisaitl's playing, which, of course, me- means if he's not playing, that's a bet on the Seattle Kraken tonight. Uh, at, what are we getting? Plus 150s out there. Like, that's wild if Dreisaitl's not playing. So it does look like he would return. Honestly, at plus 150, even with the return of Dreisaitl, I'd be interested in the Kraken. And if you're an absolute sicko, disgusting human being the chicago blackhawks if they can get to plus 300 tonight at home against the tampa bay lightning Uh are a move that you probably don't want to make but you have to make (laughs) (laughs) just putting it out there all right fair enough uh alex you had uh you have some player props for tonight yeah, I got I went down to one because one of the lines got kind of obliterated. So um okay. we're uh I'm gonna go with a Miro Heiskinen power play point tonight at uh plus two fifty, I think, um is what I played it at. The simplest handicap of all time in that stars are second in the league on the power play. The uh Kings are dreadful on the penalty kill. Um, I think that there will be opportunities there for Dallas, whether they take them or not. I'm not sure, but Heisken is second on the team in power play points. First is Robertson, who's basically even money here. So, I mean, you're getting significantly better odds with a guy who is obviously the quarterback of that first power play unit. Um, I think that, yeah, I think this is just a good price. And uh, considering who they're up against, I think this is the time I want to back them. All right, we'll lock that in. And, of course, the moment everyone waits for for the Tuesday show. (laughs) Toddy props. Let's hear it. What do you got for tonight? I have four props and a parlay. Uh, right. So I'll, I'll just dive right in here. Uh, first play, Aaron Eckblad over two and a half at minus 106. Uh, the Coyotes give up a lot of shots to defensemen. Eckblad averages an extra shot and a half attempt per game at home as opposed to on the road. Um, I believe he's 10 for 13 at home this season. Um, he leads the Panthers in shot attempts over the last 10 games. Just a good matchup, good player. Good price. Uh, William Nylander, over three and a half shots at plus 108. He's hit in 10 of the last 13 games. In that time, he's averaged or he's generated the same amount of shot attempts as like Austin Matthews, Tage Thompson, Creel Karpazov, like all the like the marquee shooters. Um, and Nylander has also hit six in a row at home uh, with the Blues. They're not a very good defensive team to begin with, and they're missing a lot of guys now. So I think it's a good spot for Nylander to keep it going. Uh, Thomas Shabbat, over two and a half shots uh, against Columbus. They're dead last in shots against per game to defensemen this year. As I mentioned, they're missing half the roster, so they're still going to give up a million shots in this game. Um, So I like Shabbat. Uh, I played Pierre-Luc Dubois under two and a half. Um, He's been someone I've been targeting for unders lately. I believe he had like some sort of wrist injury or something, and he's kind of just playing through it, and he's not really shooting. Um, the Flames are also one of the best teams in the league at preventing shots. Over the last 10 games, uh, only Toronto and Carolina have done a better job at suppressing shots than Calgary. And since Daryl Sutter took over, Dubois has five shots in five games against the Flames, and his high was two. So at plus money, I'm happy to take a chance on under there. Or sorry, at minus 102. Future have Pierre-Luc Dubois. And then oh lastly, <laughs> last, lastly, I have... Uh, 
Kevin Fiala over two and a half parlayed with Yossi over three and a half. Both guys were really juiced, so I combined them a little bit there to get some more um, bang for your buck. Now, Todd, Fiala- they don't have the same last name. Is that allowed? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm going to make, an, ex- right? I'm gonna make an exception here. Okay. Um, Fiala's hit nine of the last ten at home. Uh, he has 45 shots and like 70 attempts in that span. He's shooting a ton. Um he gets better matchups at home, so I like him there. And then with Yossi, uh, his line's honestly normally at four and a half, and he has like a 50% hit rate on that. So I'm happy to take three and a half against Montreal. As uh, Alex mentioned, they're not playing that well right now, and they're missing a lot of defensemen. Um, so even if they can just clog up the middle and kind of keep things to the outside, that should still benefit Yossi. And then um, I don't even have a play here because there's no odds, but Darnell Nurse is missing in action again. He hits like every yeah. game and they just keep not putting lines up for him for some reason. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's hitting pretty much every game. He hit against Seattle the other day. Um, he shoots more at home than on the road. So if a line comes up around close to even money, uh, I would probably play that too. All right. So full slate of player props, sides, and totals for tonight's games. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed the show today. If you did, make sure to go over to the Edgework YouTube channel. You can subscribe there, like this video, like this stream. Uh, if you're watching it back after the fact, make sure to like it as well. You can also drop comments. Let us know what your favorite bet of the night is, or if you have a favorite bet that was not discussed on the show, you can let us know there as well. If you want to track all the picks that were given out on today's show, make sure to go over to the Bet Stamp app. You can find us in the Find Better section as Edgework. And if you just caught the end of this, if uh, you want to listen back or if you want to listen in the future, make sure to find us in all of your podcasting platforms as Edgework there where you can listen to it back after the show has come to a close. Guys, thank you very much for the insight today. Greatly appreciate it. Go Leafs go. Todd, we're on the uh, Leafs train here tonight, so we'll be rooting for that. Uh, Hopefully everyone has a good rest of their day. Enjoy the games tonight, and I will see everyone next week.